And welcome to a toast to rom-coms. I'm Marie. I'm Allison. And we are back to our Rotten Tomatoes list. Yes. Uh, we're on number four. So, so close. fucking close to so doing close. whatever the shit we want with this bitch. I cannot wait. I know me too. Um, so we are going to talk about the movie Roman Holiday today. Okay. Um, Allison. Yes. Would you like to give us a rundown of the facts? <laughs> yes. No, I just want to get that because we have ice in our drinks and I want to get to where we take a drink because it's going to be watered down. I know. That's true. I I thought if you said Allison in such an accusatory way. I was like, what do I do? You're always up to no good. That's true. So Roman Holiday came out in 1953 starring Gregory Peck, Audrey Hepburn, and Eddie Albert. And Is that Irving? Yes. And in the IMDb picture, he looks completely different without a beard. No way. I think so. I'll show it to you after I tell you the director and the writers. Okay. This movie was directed by William Wyler and it was written by Ian McClellan, not the Gandalf, Ian McClellan Hunter (laughs) and John Dighton and... Dalton Trumbo came up with the story, I guess. Now, is that the guy who received the Oscar for it, or is that the guy who really wrote? That's the guy that really wrote it. Okay. The screen credit and award were originally credited to Ian McKellen Hunter, who fronted for Dalton Trumbo. In 1992, the Academy decided to change the records and uh, to credit Mr. Trumbo. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. And Audrey Hepburn won Best Actress in the Leading Role. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Do you want to see Irving without a beard? I would love to see Irving without a beard. I think he's better with a beard, personally. I think this is too much face. I think this is... That's never a good sign. <laughs> oh, he's significantly older in this picture. That's not fair. That's not fair. Eh. I will not. I will not give you that. We'll have to come up. I'll see what other kind of snazzy pictures I can find of him. (laughs) Yeah. I have a lot of questions about Irving. Okay. Wait, but first of all, I might have to post this picture because it's the, uh, it's a, it's a still of something that I need to see. (laughs) He's lion kinging that hat cat. Care to describe what you're seeing? I'm seeing the guy who played Irving. In his golden years. Yeah. And he's holding up a cat, a black cat, like Rafiki, (laughs) baby Simba, the Lion King, and the light is shining on them. And it's incredible. I tried to do that to my cat and she does not care for it. Oh, Escape to Witch Mountain. Okay. That's a famous movie. I've never seen it. I haven't either, but they remade it with The Rock. Remember that? I do. I think I do. I never watched it, though. No. Uh, Tell us about this drink that we're drinking. Why don't you tell us about this drink since you picked it? Okay. So, about a year ago, me and James were in Rome, and we were, like, as I was watching this movie, I was like, I was there. I was there. I was there. And I made a note in it, and like every single time. And then at the end of that, I was like, Oh, that's going to be real fucking annoying if I say that every single time. But anyway, anyway, everywhere in Rome, um, there's all these little table side cafes. Every single one of them had a sign for an Aperol spritz. So that's what we're drinking today because it seems like the drink to drink in Rome. Every single restaurant offered it. And it was something that at the time I had never really heard of. Did you try it while you were there? I did. Oh, okay. So I know what it tastes like. So spoiler alert. There's Aperol in it, there's Prosecco, and there's Club Soda. So it's a lighter drink mm-hmm. and very nice and orange. Looks like orange soda. So I'm gonna take a drink of it and I'll cheers wait to down a couple. Oh yeah, that's delightful. Yeah, it's great. It has like a slight aftertaste though. It does have a slight aftertaste. Did you change your mind? I did change my mind. You hate it? I'll I'll reserve judgment. It's a very bitter aftertaste. Whenever I mixed it with, I 
kind of unknowingly made a drink with Aperol the other day. And it was gin, Aperol, grapefruit juice, and I think club soda. And it tasted really good and it didn't have this bitter aftertaste. But I don't have a problem with it. Oh, well, isn't that good for you? It is. It reminds me of some kind of taste. Like, I can't decide if it's medicinal, like a type of medicine I've had in the past. Or what? Like, the initial taste is very good. But then... You know, the liquid goes down your throat when you swallow, as it tends to do. (laughs) Unless you aspirate, (laughs) and then it goes into your lungs. (laughs) And you're left with this, like, bitter film on your tongue. And I I just don't know if I'll be able to get past that. I see what you're saying. But it doesn't bother me that much. Well, maybe if I bring it to your attention enough, it will. <laughs> and I could ruin this nice memory for you. Your dick. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. It was very refreshing on a very warm day. Mm-hmm. It was very hot when we were over there. I can see if, like, people have, um, what, how, what do I, how do I want to call it? Like, refined palates. Like, you like don't want people something- who drink Campari. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on <laughs> that or absinthe. <laughs> um, like you don't want something overly sweet. So maybe that bitterness cuts that a little bit, but I don't have a refined palate. I think you do. I don't think you like things that are too sweet. Do you? I don't know. What do you consider too sweet? And I'll let you know. Moscato. Never had it. It's like a fruit wine that tastes like grape juice. That doesn't sound terrible. It's like straight sugar. I like barefoot wines that are like barefoot blackberry, barefoot strawberry. Those are good. Barefoot Moscato was the first wine that I ever tried and ever liked. And I liked it until I figured out what wine is really supposed to taste like. (laughs) Well, I still like that barefoot. You're okay with me. (laughs) And they also make the tiny bottles of bubbly. And I do like that as well. Is it sweet? I don't know. I'll try to get some. Okay. And bring them to you. Okay. At the very least, if you don't like this, it's very little. Oh, yeah. No, I can. It's definitely drinkable. It's not like I'm trying to get the taste out of my mouth. It's just something that I may have to get used to or I may not get used to. It's not like Taming of the Shrew. Oh, God. No, I'm not here going. (laughs) (laughs) Like a vampire. (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, why don't you give us a summary and then we can get down to the nits grits as you say. Okay. This movie is about a princess who is tired of all of her responsibility and acting sweet and decent in front of the public and doing what she has to do, even when it's when she doesn't, even when it's something she doesn't want to do. So she basically kind of plays hooky and escapes and just has a day to herself. And she meets this gentleman who figures out she is a princess and he's a journalist and he figures he can turn it into a story. But lo and behold, they fall for each other. And then she has to go back home to regain, to, to re to go back and, be a princess again because she has a duty to her country duty (laughs) so was my summary satisfactory for you it it was i thought how many times have you seen this movie probably like 10 so i felt like you had a good handle on what actually oh okay Okay. um reduce the amount of rambling that you did or Uh, usually do oh thanks you're welcome So I got to tell you, I did not care for this movie. So whenever I was watching it and really breaking it down, I still love this movie, but I don't think it's a romantic comedy. I think it's more of a romance. Do you think that it's a romance? Absolutely. Why wouldn't it be? Star-crossed love, if you will, to give away spoiler alert. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler. Spoiler. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think it's a romance, but I will tell you this. At the very end of the movie, I don't think there's been a time that I haven't cried. 
even though I've seen it and I know it's coming. Did you cry this past time? I sure did. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I always like shed a few tears at the end of the movie. You know who had trouble with that? Audrey Hepburn. Until the director came and yelled at her (laughs) that she was taking too long to cry. (laughs) And she didn't cry. (laughs) In that car scene. I'm sorry. You guys are going to hear the ice tinkling in our glasses a lot. Sorry. Not... Allison's not that sorry. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's like sleigh bells. <laughs> Santa's here. Santa. Um, yeah, I didn't care for this movie, and I will, will never watch it again. Why? I can you pinpoint it? No. <laughs> Maybe as we talk, I'll get to it. Okay. I. I really liked it. This is like my, this is why I'm in love with Gregory Peck. He's very handsome. He's very sweet. I think maybe a part of this movie that's hard to stomach now is that some of the lines sound kind of fake or like cheesy because I feel like, you know, I don't know, whenever they're, by the the river and he goes how are you just fine like that kind of a delivery i didn't pick up on anything like that nothing bothered me like i must go you must leave and never return like that kind of a thing Mm -hmm. but i think this was probably the movie that like kind of established those cheesy lines okay So I'm trying to think about how to start off with unbelievability here. And I think the whole thing, it's like one of those, you have to suspend the, she was able to escape from a palace without noticing. Well, and back in those days, it's not like they had security cameras. So I don't find that terribly unbelievable. I didn't even come up with like the camera angle. I was just thinking about how there was not a lot of staff there. But uh, roaming through the palace, I would think there'd be people cleaning, especially. I got the idea that that big party was at that palace. I thought it was at like a table side cafe kind of deal. They were outside? Wait, what are you what party? Are you talking about the dancing that at night that she sees out her window? No, I'm talking about escaping the palace. I'm talking about the beginning. <laughs> that party where like she was being introduced yes. to everybody. Okay. You're right. It was at the palace. Thank you. Might be. <laughs> um so that's kind of like I thought that there would be more to do with cleaning everything up. And so you wouldn't be able to sneak out somewhere without other people seeing you. Yeah. Um, that was that was my big thing. Although I did think her getting into the truck to escape the palace, I thought that was clever. It was clever. I don't know. And maybe with your vast background of medical knowledge. Sure. Yeah, I have that. Mm-mm. Um, how long does it take for intravenous medicine, like a shot of sedatives to reach you to make you tired? Cause that seemed to like take a while to get to her. I mean, if it's going in the bloodstream, it's gotta be minutes, right? Like that's why you get shots. Yeah. Like if you're nauseous in the ER, they give you like stuff intravenously. So you're not nauseous immediately. <laughs> right. Like that was my thing. Like it seemed that that drug that they gave her after her little freak out took so long to hit her bloodstream and like make her sleepy. And yeah, she was like dozing in the track, but for it to take full effect. How do you feel about that tantrum? Um, let me, let me check my notes. Cause I know I took a note on this. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Please let me die in peace. Granted, that schedule is intense, but whoa, girl, slow down. (laughs) That was my note for that. So this is my note for it, okay? (laughs) 
Now, if you've never seen this movie, I okay. wonder if we can find like the clip of it to post it somehow. I don't know how to post video. I think that would be a copyright issue. Okay. But I don't know for sure. It was a lot. Like she's this young girl. I don't know exactly what age she's supposed to be. That's what I wanted to ask you. I would say like 18 to 20. I was thinking 18, which made it more reasonable for her tantrum. I I agree. I agree. So like this lady, I think she's a countess. Yes. Which I didn't realize that countess were ladies in waiting for like a princess. So I don't know how the fuck that works. Mm-mm. Whatever. Um, is writing down her schedule for the next day. And it's a lot. Like there's one thing after another and she has to remember speeches to give and she can accept these gifts, but not these gifts. And finally, Audrey Hepburn is just done and screams about her schedule. Stop, stop, just stop. Please let me die in peace. I don't care if I spilled my milk. I don't care if I drowned in my milk. (laughs) I thought it was funny. (laughs) personally because it's so dramatic but i don't think that's what they were going for. you don't think so i thought it was like a little comedy i didn't think that they were going for for that there i thought that you were supposed to feel bad that she had to put up with all this stuff i did like it when they came back with the doctor and the doctor goes are you asleep and she goes no <laughs> that was cute yeah that was cute and then he just Shoots her up with a sedative, which, hey, you know, you got to get your rest somehow. There's kind of like no consent in that. There, there was not. I think that was the difference between Audrey Hepburn, Stephanie. Was that her name? Princess Stephanie? Princess Anne. So close. <laughs> so, you just had it on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> Well, she'll be Stephanie from now on for me. (laughs) Um, I think that was the difference between Audrey Hepburn in the beginning and Audrey Hepburn at the end. Yes. Audrey Hepburn in the beginning is going to let things happen to her. And she's going to be the meek little girl who's like, yes, yes, yes. Okay, do it, do it, do it. Whereas if the doctor had tried to do that at the end of the movie, I don't think she would have done, like, accepted it. She grew she did. She did have a character arc for sure. Over a day. Maybe unbelievable. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Gregory Peck's love. I bet you he has a big love. Really? I don't know. He's like a big dude. I thought he was too thin in this movie. It didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I found believable was her wave. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Why is the wave like that? You're like, it's like beckoning. You're waving to yourself, like your hands. Yeah, maybe that's what we need to find a picture of. Yes. Is this how the Queen of England actually waves? I thought it was like a so did like I. a soft like palm forward. Yes, but Princess Stephanie was like <laughs> <laughs> she was palm facing her face it's it's almost like a titty slap a little bit (laughs) like very gentle yes it's a gentle slap like if you don't (laughs) do something rough but you definitely need some booby action (laughs) we are both doing it to ourselves right now see what i mean no yeah i do yeah yeah so you're welcome, viewers. <laughs> Next time you watch Roman Holiday, that's what you're going to see when she's waving in the beginning. I can't believe you hated this movie. Yeah, I didn't like it. I love them running around Rome just doing like all this stuff. I, d- I thought there were cute parts. <laughs> I thought there was going to be more to that <laughs> So did I, but there wasn't. There's cute parts. From the moment that she wakes up in his bed... It's a very fast paced movie because it, to me, it does not feel like two hours. Um, I agree with that. I agree. Cause some movie you're like pausing and you're checking the time and you're like, Holy fuck. How much time? Like 20 minutes still, but I didn't check it. Yeah. No. So I agree with you there. Um, 
And I did, there were parts where I was like, oh, I really like this. Like for me, it was when she lost her shoe, when she was greeting everyone. I was like, oh baby. I was like, this is not her scene here. And I did like that. And I thought that was cute. But, and then she started screaming about dying in peace. And I was like, "Mm." (laughs) was that her, that wasn't her real hair, right? It was, I think. That long hair in I, the beginning? I think so, but I don't know for sure. Did you notice how it looked, was like wet on the top and like dry on the sides? What was that all about? I thought it was just kind of like greasy. Or gel maybe? Maybe hairspray. It looked weird though. I did notice it, so I don't know. Okay. Let me see. 93 to 53. That's 40 years, right? Okay. So that would make, okay. So, all right. So Gregory Peck at the filming of this movie was 37 and Audrey Hepburn was 23. He was 37. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you how old you thought he was in this. I would have thought early thirties. I was thinking maybe 26, 27. Hmm. Just to make it a little bit more age appropriate. No, I thought I thought early 30s. I thought that he kind of knew his way around the game, like with the newspaper business and all that stuff. He didn't and he knew Irving and he knew what Irving was up to. I just thought that like even the guys he was playing poker with were all a little not old, but they were more mature. So I thought early 30s. So sorry. I don't care. Okay. You're entitled to your own opinion. Thank you. Um, so what's an unbe- unbelievability you have? Um, how she doesn't know how roads work when she's driving. The Vespa. She was going every which way, sidewalks. Like, okay, you may not know how to drive, but you know that you shouldn't be on a sidewalk where people are walking. <laughs> there was even, like... When she was by herself spending the money and she didn't really understand money, I was like, okay, combine that with the, her lines later where she says, I know how to cook and clean. And so like, so you know how to do that stuff, but no one decided to teach you how money worked. I can believe it. I don't know that I can because she's out there giving speeches to people on different things and the European Federation and all that kind of stuff. Like I figured she would know. It's not like she writes those speeches though. No, that's true. I mean, I'm sure she just parrots whatever people tell her to say. How about that old guy fainting when she got the shot? That was cute. It was funny. Sorry. I got distracted. I like her. Uh, he, whenever Joe first meets her in the cab and stuff and, or, you know, she's sleeping on the side of the road and he asks her if she's got any money and she says, never carry money because that's a bad habit. <laughs> um, going back to the poker table thing or the poker thing. Did mm-hmm. you notice how small the table was? Nope. There I was, was a, there was like 10 guys crowded around a round table. Not as big as this. They were literally like shoulder to shoulder sitting there. Would have been a breeding ground for coronavirus. Always looking at that. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for providing that. I'm always here to bring it down. <laughs> and bring it down, you did. Yes. Ma'am. Bring it down, you yes. did. <laughs> what do you got? You haven't given me anything. The poker table. Oh, okay. I'm they sorry. couldn't find a bigger one? Come on. <laughs> I didn't realize that that was your unbelievable. Split I, it up between I, two <laughs> games. I thought you were just making an observation. I thought it was unbelievable that her hair stayed fixed just perfectly, like after the barber like got a comb out and like put the curls on the other side of her face. But just running around all over town. She got in a fight after that. I loved it. I love that fight. Yeah, I did too. That was cool. I did too. Um, I thought it was unbelievable that he did not give her to the police. Well, he got to have that. He had to have that. Wait. Oh, at the very beginning. Yes. When she, they were in the taxi cab and he says, you're too young to spend the night with the police. I was like, yeah, but 
She's an unconscious <laughs> girl. <laughs> Is that your phone? It was my phone. You're an unconscious girl or almost unconscious girl. You don't know. You're in a cab, but I get like it's the 50s, whatever, but you're now taking her into your apartment. This is dangerous. We're sitting at a table that has puzzle pieces everywhere, and I just started picking up the puzzle pieces and trying to put them together. You are not allowed to do a puzzle while we're podcasting. <sighs> okay. What were you saying? <laughs> Although I could see that being a great podcast. Podcast while puzzling with Allison and Ruby. Uh, I could see it being kind of entertaining. It'd be a lot of editing out silences, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd have to find things to talk about. I don't know what you were talking about before. I was talking about him not turning her over to the police. Oh, right, 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 right. Well, maybe he knew that she wasn't from around there, and maybe it would have been hard for her to get out being, like, not an Italian. Like maybe he didn't want to throw like a little girl to the, the, the popo. He did not seem like that much of an upstanding guy. He's playing poker. He's going into work. Like granted, I understand he was helping her, but then he was selling her story to his boss. But then he, he had a two change of heart. He, I know, but he owes two months rent. He's borrowing money from people. He did not seem like an upstanding citizen to take care of this girl. I wanted to make a comment on owing two months worth of rent and how much anxiety that would give me if I was behind. Oh, it, absolutely. Like It would just make me crazy if I was behind on rent. When we get a new debit card and I forget to change everything over. I don't think this is a fit. I can't tell from here. Yes, I am check, checking Allison's <laughs> puzzle match. This puzzle, there's so many. Yeah, that's a... Mm, I don't know. It could be. Just leave it there. <laughs> Someone will figure it out if it's not. <laughs> there's like gradients of blue. And it's so hard. Um, it's going to be here a while. Come on, Alice. <laughs> I'm trying to force it. I'm texting Bernard for more drinks. So <laughs> okay. Start drinking. Okay. What do you, oh, I have like two sips left. It's fine. Um, oh, I legit found like a match. Another one. I'm going to finish this puzzle while we're podcasting. You realize there's 700 more pieces that need to I be fit. It was a joke. Um. Okay. So, what's an unbelievability that you have? I. You know, there's not a lot. You know what? There's not. I mean, because this is a girl who doesn't know anything about the world. So, of course, like her being super gullible and not like, I don't know. And she's in a foreign country too, which I think complicates things even more. Like, I was shocked that she was able to get a pair of shoes with the money that she had. Mm-hmm. She did get a lot, but I don't know Italian money. I don't know. It's euros now. Right. So I thought she got a lot. She got a haircut, which it was a great haircut. I really liked that haircut scene. He is so pissed about cutting all of her hair I off. I know. I made a note of that. He, off. And then he was like sweating and wiping his brow and being very dramatic about it. Off. But then he loves it at the end. And her. And her. And he likes it so much he even cuts his own mustache off. Did you like it better with mustache or without? Without. I liked him better without. See, you talked about her not understanding how roads work. With the Vespa, I wrote down, she's just operating that Vespa with no concern over other people's lives or property, (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of ironic because she's like a princess who has to be devoted to like her people or whatever. (laughs) Just letting it rip. And I liked whenever they got caught by the police, she was like standing there with her wrists together, like to put him in cuffs. Yeah. Because she looked like a big, bad Momster who they needed to cuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are secret service guys that they called in to find her. What kind of secret service guys cannot fight like that at all? At all. They were terrible. They were terrible. And they all looked kind of like old and out of shape. 
And they all had dark hair and mustaches, <laughs> which I think was part of the gag because they were like, this is it. Yeah. But they couldn't fight. This is like, it was two guys because, I mean, Irving really didn't get into the thick of things. No, he was just, no, that one guy grabbed his beard hair. Did you see that? He like was on top of his face and then just grabbed his beard hair. <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember him taking pictures. Okay. During the fight. So he was, maybe he was in and out of the fight. He fought with one dude, I think. And then it was done. I did not think, how about this? I did not think that Irvin was a guy you wanted protecting your back. No. No, I agree. Good He's, talk. Yep. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any more unbelievability. Uh, let me do the Secret Service. Where did Gregory Peck get a car? I was wondering that. It's Irving's. Okay. Problem <laughs> <laughs> Was it only 24 hours that they were together? Yes. Okay. That's all I got for unbelievability. Okay. Uh, I don't know if this belongs with unbelievability, but he, whenever he started shaking her to figure out where she lived, he starts like shaking her shoulders and he goes, where do you live? Where do you live? Well, I think cause she was falling unconscious. He was trying to and, snap her out of and it. Didn't he start like smacking her? Yeah, because she was falling unconscious. Like shaking the shit out of this princess. What do you want to get him to get a burnt feather? What? That was a thing in old timey days. They would get a burnt feather and wave it under your nose to snap you out of fainting. Oh. That's a new one. Where's your vast medical knowledge now, bitch? <laughs> I just know about smelling salts. <laughs> obstacles? Okay. Here's my problem with obstacles. It's very cut and dry. Yes. <laughs> I said a problem because you know from the beginning that they're not going to end up together. No, you don't know that. Yeah, you do. She's a fucking princess and he's a commoner. Of course, they're not going to end up together. I feel like it's happened before. In what movies? And don't you can't say the princess diaries. Because, <laughs> you know, I was going to say that because I know you and I know you like that movie. <laughs> so no, you cannot say what princess diaries. Or any kind of Disney movie. Oh. Now I'll come up with an example. Princess Diana. In movies. How do you need... Why do you need a movie if I gave you real life? <laughs> because you came up with that too easily. <laughs> and I needed to trip you up. Because then I was like, fuck, now she's going to say Meghan Markle. <laughs> oh, no. I don't give a fuck about that. Grace Kelly. I was just going to say Grace Kelly, though. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so there are very 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 few examples yes but there are examples and unlike Meghan markle you can stay within the royal family if you choose to you can it's choice it's choice although i agree with Meghan markle get the fuck out of there we i don't want choices. those rules that's a lot of rules it's too many but i don't know i can't be a proper lady although i like the clothes I don't think it's enough. Well, it's like the choice between doing ambassadorial duties and actually working. So you kind of got to like, what's worse? Mm. <laughs> it's the choice between two evils. Do you mm. work or do you <sighs> schmooze? Yes. While always having to wear pantyhose, Ugh. which are terrible. I know. These oh. are the choices people must make. I currently wear sports bras to work every day, so... I don't think Queen Elizabeth would approve. But she's old as hell! She is really old. There's no way! She fucking stopped getting corgis so they wouldn't have to live without her there. Did you know that? Huh? The Queen always has corgis, which is why I brought your daughter a corgi back from London. Right. And the queen stopped raising corgis, I think maybe like three, four years ago because she didn't want to die and the corgis not have like a caretaker. Well, 
Can't someone else take care of them? I'm just saying what, why that happened. That's what happened. Well, why don't they just go ancient Egyptian and bury the dogs with her? <laughs> Barnard? Barnard agrees. Alive? Because they'll rise up like Emotep to come back for everybody. Emotep. 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 <laughs> the mummy. 1999, right? Oh, Or is yeah. it 97? No, it's 99. Oh, 99 so was a great year for movies. It really was. I don't know what else came out, but... 10 things I hate about you. <laughs> there has to be other good ones out there. Blockbusters from 1999. Oh, the mummy. Is that a romantic comedy? I was just about to ask you that. It definitely, I think it's leans toward action more, but he gets the girl. There's romance and comedy. I know. And action. (laughs) (laughs) How are we not in advertising? It's amazing. (laughs) Um, So obstacles is pretty clear cut. Should we even say that like he's lying to her about the newspaper thing? And if she finds out the truth, that could be an obstacle. The spy who shagged me, the matrix, Tarzan, the mummy, runaway bride, the Blair Witch Project. Huge. Just huge movies. I'm going to say something. Star Wars you. Episode One. Did I say that? No. Sixth Ugh. Sense. Did I say that? No, but that's huge. Okay. I'm done. Can I tell you something? It's going to be a controversial opinion. I love controversial opinions. I fucking hate Tarzan. The Disney movie? It's horrible. I really like it. I, I like everything except the soundtrack because I do not care for Phil Collins. I don't either. I don't know In what it. Your eyes. That's Peter Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him either. <laughs> Did it, didn't Peter Gabriel take over for Phil Collins in Genesis? I have no idea. I think so. This is a James or George question right here. Where did Bernard go? Upstairs. Um, I thought he went to the bathroom. Uh, come stop your crying. It'll be all right. I'll be in your heart. Oh, Phil Collins took over for Peter Gabriel. Oh, how about this? Peter Brian Gabriel is an English singer, songwriter, musician, record producer, and activist. There you go. He's super active. Keep keep protesting, big guy. I don't know what you're an activist for, but way to go. You do you. Bees. I hope it's not for something <laughs> wildly inappropriate. <laughs> Dildos. <laughs> um, do you think they make CBD dildos? No, but I'm sure that's a great idea. I copyright that right now. <laughs> you guys can't use it without me. Yeah, the record has been established. Um, Okay, so obstacle, she's a princess, he's a plebe. Yes. Is that politically correct? Can I say plebe? Sure. All right, cool. Chemistry. Do we do, when do we do cringes? Because I have like. Right now, go ahead. I have two. Let's go. Cringe was, I cringed whenever Joe was lying to his boss about getting the interview. Why? Because wait at the beginning or end beginning okay like whenever he was lying about oh like yeah, what yeah. she said and it was the stupidest shit that you could say yes and because it was obvious the boss knew that she was sick yes or indisposed however you want to say it yeah that was pretty bad I have another cringe moment okay whenever Joe tries to steal that little girl's camera. Ooh, that was creepy. And then he like put his hands on her. Yeah. He like he, patted her face. It, he touched her. I was like, mm, nope. Creepy old man. Yeah. Creepy old man. Don't do that. Get away. It's like, you're going to kidnap her. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's my camera. No. <laughs> I, all I could think of was kindergarten cop when they all point at the bad guy and go stranger stranger <laughs> I 
wanted them all to do that to Gregory Peck. I love Kindergarten Cup. Same. Rom-com? Rom-com. <laughs> I think so. Rom-com. Bernard. What? Kindergarten Cup. Is that a rom-com? No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You don't have your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right those are all my cringe moments yeah i didn't have any but the little girl one was yeah definitely a good one so chemistry i want to say i had some issues but i forget what they were (laughs) this is why we take notes man i have no issues because i think it's amazing and i have so many examples to back up my opinion all right give me one all right. I thought they had a great meet cute with her sleeping on the on the side of the road. And then I think the meet cute continued because it was like she was meeting him for the second time when she woke up in his bed. Okay. All I kept thinking was I'd be so annoyed if I was him right now. <laughs> I kept thinking about how annoyed I'd be if I was the guy <laughs> in this situation. All I want to go do is go home and go to bed. And there's this unconscious girl here that I have to fucking take care of. You clearly haven't taken care of enough drunk girls in college. No, probably because I was the worst in the world <laughs> taking care of me. We had a rotation. <laughs> That's good. It was a you, good system. It was scheduled. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight is uh, Allison's night, and then this night will be so-and-so's night. Yeah, it's great. I did enjoy the Keats Shelley bit they got had going with the poetry. Yeah. That was cute. He was right. Oh, I didn't look. I found another match. Good for you. <laughs> I'm glad that this podcast is so entertaining that you feel like you have to do a puzzle while like, you're talking. I it's like um it's like a fidget spinner. I like to do stuff with my hands. I actually noticed on one podcast that I was editing that I was clicking my pen like this, like a lot. Was it one where that we were doing distance? Yes. Because I guarantee you, you would not have done that in my presence without me knowing. <laughs> yeah, it was distance. And I could like hear it very faintly in the background. I don't know if listeners would be able to pick up on it. But like I have to do stuff with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> Talladega Nights, not a rom-com. I just wanted to. Where is it? No. Okay. Oh, disgusting. Taco Bell tasted it Ew, that makes it worse so allison since you so love doing things with your hands how long have you been working on the mandalorian puzzle well technically it's not my puzzle it's james's puzzle okay (laughs) how long have you been working on it since april okay how many pieces 500 Mm -hmm. not that many I mean, 500's a lot. It's not a thousand like this fucker. Correct. But it's not great. Oh, I think I just found another match. (laughs) She found (laughs) another match, guys. Um, Okay, so I did like that Kate Shelley piece. How big were her feet? Because they looked huge when she was laying on that bed. Not a match, guys. Update, not a match. Um, You know, I don't know... But I was wondering if they looked so big because she was so petite. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Because I don't think she was like extraordinarily tall. I just know that she was very slight. And I can give you depressing backstory on that if you'd like. Or do you know it already? I know it already. But go ahead and tell the depressing backstory for... Audrey Hepburn's backstory for all of our viewers. Um, during World Listeners. War <laughs> During World War Two, she had to didn't she have to go into hiding? And then she didn't eat anything and kind of developed like an eating disorder because she was so used to not eating anything and she couldn't. Was it an eating disorder or a nutritional disorder? They said that it continued to be a disorder after she was here correct but i don't know that she wasn't eating i thought it was a biological thing 
I, which I guess you can argue that both of them are biological, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was a physical instead of a mental only. Okay. I mean, I, I could have sworn that I saw something about like what the meals that she ate, even like whenever everything was fine and she was over here and it was shoe size, 10 and a half, baby. Oh, no, it's, that's a big feet. Sizable foot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So anyway, I liked the meat cute. And I liked the whole messing around with her like a little bit and pretending to be a doctor to try to like figure out if she was the princess or not. And then after he found out she was a princess, she f- he flipped her back onto his bed. <laughs> yes, I did like that. Yeah. And he had to move the pillow to a different one. Yep. Um, so... I have a note on here and I don't remember if you remember where this was, but I, I said that the first influencers were on here, like taking Instagram pics. Do you remember that scene? Was it the kids? It wasn't the main characters, but was it like the kids at the Trevi fountain or something? No, I don't think so. It was, Oh, it was Irving in the, was it Irving with like the girls? Yes. It was Irving when he was like in the apartment shooting up at the one girl. I could not figure that out. I thought it was like, she was trying to look like she was fishing, but why was he pulling down on it is what I wanted to know. I could not tell what he was doing. He had it attached to his leg and then he was like, Pulling his leg down to, I don't know. I don't know if it was to get like an action shot. Maybe. But yes. I don't know. It was very weird though. First influencers right there. Yeah. Um, oh, going back to chemistry. I, uh, liked whenever she was super drowsy and (laughs) they had the whole exchange about helping her get undressed. And then (laughs) she goes, this is my first time being alone with a man, let alone being undressed in front of a man. I don't seem to mind, do you? And he was like, and he undid her collar and he's like, I'm done. It's up to you now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. And she just like stands with her head up. She just stands. Can you help me get undressed, please? That was cute when he makes it to the door and she turned around and said something and her skirt fell off. I did like that. You may, you, what did she say? You may withdraw. Yeah. Yeah. Her skirt fell off. That was cute. (laughs) I don't have a lot about chemistry going on here. So I do keep going. I just think everything was so cute. And I like, this is technically chemistry because it, it made me feel something when I watch it. Whenever they say goodbye, or yeah, when that's it, totally chemistry. Whenever they say goodbye and they hug and they just look so in love with each other, that's when I start to get emotional. And then whenever they're in his apartment after falling in the lake and they're waiting for her clothes to dry and they're talking about their future and like how he has to get an apartment with a kitchen and she's going to cook for him and wearing his clothes. Mm -hmm. I think it's really sweet and I believe it, but it does make it very sad. Well, that's the thing. Like, is it sweet because they both know even it's though a fantasy. she doesn't know he knows i think it's the opposite i think she knows that it can't be but he doesn't no he totally knows he's a reporter he understands that she's a princess he knows it cannot happen but he like lingers at the interview at the end whenever she figures out who him and Irving are he's the last one to leave because right. I feel like he's waiting for her to come back mm. okay. boom okay mic drop I thought a lot about this you did I love this movie. Like I said, it's not feel good. It's not something you want to watch whenever you need to like be happy because it leaves you feeling very sad. And that's what I want with my number four (laughs) rom-com of all time. (laughs) Despair. (laughs) Uh, The dancing. 
them the, dancing. The dancing scene was cute, although I did not understand when they were fighting why they left the boat and then ran back on the boat. I was like, get the fuck off the boat. Were they, I don't know. Do you were, remember that though? They ran back on the boat. Yeah. Was it because, were they helping Irving or something? No. Were there people running towards them off the boat? I don't think so, but I couldn't swear to it. Okay. I like her slight changes in outfit throughout the movie. The only one that I noticed was the neckerchief. That's it. Like, she had, oh yeah, the shoes. She had the sleeves rolled up. And then at one point she had the neck, like the, the neck unbuttoned. And then at another point she had like a little scarf tied around it. I do remember the scarf and I don't know where she got it, but it was cute. Yeah. Oh yeah. She looked great throughout the entire movie. <laughs> she did when she had long hair. Yeah. Long hair was bad. It Thank was, you for cutting it. It's uh, it's like Sabrina. It was like, um, whenever the, the Baron called her a horse with her hair. It's a thing with her. She needs to have a hair, a big hair change. She feels like a new woman. But I like her long hair in Breakfast at Tiffany's and Charade. I like her beehives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, do you think that they were in love in the 24 hours that they knew each other? Yes. Really? So love at first sight? No. no. I don't think so. I don't think it was love at first sight. I think I have a moment that I have in mind. Okay. Do you want me to give it? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I think that... For both of them, it was at the mouth of truth where he pretended to lose his hand and she freaks out and then starts clinging to him. And then they like don't let go of each other once he figures like they figure out it's like a joke. I think that's it for her. Not for him. Do you think no. his is earlier? Uh, uh-uh, I think his is later. I think his is at the dance. At the oh, when they're dancing, yeah. cheek to cheek. Yeah, I think that's his. The cheek to cheek, it gets everybody. I know it's because it's because it's the smell. You need your olfactory senses to like <laughs> play into your hormones, and then it's all linked. Check the signs. <laughs> I'm gonna fact check it. <laughs> olfactory glands and hormones. What does it say? <laughs> it's like um it's like what's his face from two can play that game where he's like i can smell sex (laughs) yeah sex happened here (laughs) do you think if it was current days they would have fucked that's a lot of activity to pack into 24 hours yeah they're young it's exciting it's new um no i think if it was current days because they have to inspect a princess's hymen before she gets married was that in the movie <laughs> no but okay. didn't that like, happen I with princess that. diana too i don't know and hers was broken and she said it was from horseback riding i swear to god that's a thing i've heard like that whole thing before like i don't want to call it an excuse because it can happen like lots of things can break the hymen (laughs) 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 shut up so that's so there's our moments i fell in love with a little (laughs) about hymen breaking romantic (laughs) um Hey, Allison, do you think they stay together? Uh, I do not. What do you think? I don't think they stay together either. Um, so if they had had the option of staying together, do you think that they'd be together? Yes. Why? Because I don't think so. Because I think they bring out the best in each other. And she's a hot princess. So you hold him responsible for her character arc. 
and hit and i hold her responsible for his did he have one i think so why because he wasn't a sleazy journalist he decided to keep the story and he was all noble but is he gonna do that next time there's a story that's what i need to know i think it depends on what the story is Hmm. were you surprised that irving wasn't more mad about canning the story i was really surprised no, because I think he had a sense of what was going to happen. I mean, it's not like he lost anything. I'm sure. $50. Eh, Joe will pay him back eventually. Nope. He owes two months worth of rent. Or he'll Get be in line, indebted buddy. to Irving for some kind of other thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I didn't have a problem with Irving accepting it quickly because I think he was sensitive towards how Joe Joe felt and mm-hmm. how like crushed he was. Irving seemed like a player. Oh yeah. He had all those women. Mm-hmm. It must have been the tank top underneath his button down shirt. I was it a tank top. I thought it was a short sleeve shirt. I took it to be a tank top, but I could be wrong. I thought it was so funny that every time something was spilled on him, like the next scene, the stain just disappeared. <laughs> See, I was like the, I did not like the whole spilling thing. I thought that that slapstick did not fit into the movie. Like in the Lady Eve, I did not think that spilling on Henry Fonda belonged. So that kind of bothered me. Okay. You don't seem to be, and I'm. this isn't a dig. It's just, it doesn't seem to be your style of humor, slapstick. Maybe not. Yeah. It's just an observation. Yep. We'll see. Because I think... Like the whole screwball comedy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it happened one night. I I look at it as a screwball comedy, but I could be wrong. Okay. So, um, iconic scene. I think we all know what this is, right? You tell me. Let's do it together. One, one two, two, three. The mouth of truth. truth. Yes. yes. Boom. Whenever I found out it was free in Rome, I was like, we got to go now. And we walked like, I don't know, 10 blocks. But you can't touch it, right? No, we touched it. Oh, really? Did you put your mouth in there or your hand in there? (laughs) I put both in there, baby. (laughs) No, James and I took a cheesy picture with both of our hands on top of each other in the mouth. So, but your hand was in it. Mm -hmm. Did you tell a lie? No. Did you tell the truth? I didn't say anything. I just put my hand in it. (laughs) (laughs) But you can tell I'm not wearing a bra in that picture. Ooh, hot. Yeah. I didn't show that to you? Um, Probably you did, but I don't remember it. It made me think very fond things of Rome. Yeah. Well, the background of this, it was very much a love story for Rome, a la Woody Allen's love stories to New York City. But I'm sorry for tainting your memory of this movie <laughs> by bringing up Woody Allen, but he does love New York City, and the shots are beautiful. He does. That's probably like the highlight of that movie, of those movies. Mm -hmm. So the mouth of truth, this is a fun fact that I think is fun. The mouth of truth is is attached to a church that has a saint's skull in it. And it was so cool to see. And like it has like a crypt underneath, Mm -hmm. which you could go in. I mean, there was nothing in the crypts, but it was still really, really neat. So we did the mouth of truth and then we went inside the church and checked it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what it was called though, but we, we kept our hands. That's good. Yeah. And it looks exactly the same like as it did. However, what, like 60 years ago? It does. Yeah. Like it has the same crack in the eye and stuff. I don't know. It was really cool. But this is, this movie is the whole reason I wanted to do it. Was this movie ever like released in color? Because for some reason I was surprised that it was in black and white. Have you ever seen it in color? Okay. So that was just me. I haven't. Bernard was like, you just think that because the advertisement for it is in color. I I think they have that picture of them on the Vespa together Mm -hmm. and it's in color. Oh, whenever James and I watched It's a Wonderful Life, we, we found it on demand and it was in color and I didn't like it. Yeah. I did not care that it was in color, but he was like, oh, it's in color. Cool. I didn't think it was a color movie. And I was like, no, it's black and white. They, they colorized (sighs) it for fuckers like you. Uh, 
It's true. Oh, black and white movies are boring. And that's all you have to say about that. <laughs> um. So that's it, right? Final mm. thoughts. Martinis. Yeah. And do you have any final thoughts about this movie? Um, I love this movie. I know I'll watch it again, but like I said before, I don't think it's so much a romantic comedy as it's like a drama, like a romance kind of drama because Mm -hmm. it's just very sad. I don't like it. So whenever I was watching this, it kind of reminded me of La La Land. Spoiler alert. Don't because I don't care for the ending. Yeah, I know they don't end up together. But everybody loves it. On BuzzFeed articles, they always talk about how great of an ending it is. And I fucking hate it. Mm -hmm. Just because they see each other in a bar and then then what could have been their lives flashes across the screen. And then when it stops, it shows them apart again. And I think it's terribly depressing. Mm -hmm. And this kind of reminded me of that. But Mm -hmm. I didn't hate it. Like, I hated that. Well, you don't flash to what their lives could have been. Like, yes, they talk about it, but you don't visually see it. And I think that's the difference. I think it just really drives the knife in. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't like that. Um, So they originally wanted Cary Grant for Gregory Peck. I don't. I mean, I guess I could see it. He turned it down because he was too old. He was 44 at the time. Which is funny because then how, what, what, like 10 years later they did charade. They did charade together. Right. But they still made, he still made all those cracks about her being like a child. In charade? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Like about her being too young for him. So that, that was an originally Elizabeth Taylor who was 16 at the time. So they wanted Cary Grant 44. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's a lot. So they, Ooh. yeah. Um, that's gross. Let me see. Did you hear the whole Gregory Peck gave Audrey Hepburn top billing? Mm-mm. Yeah, they he was originally supposed to be top billing because this was her first movie, and then after he saw it or after they filmed it, he called up his agent and he's like, "You need to have her be top billing because she's going to win the Oscar for this oh, in her first movie." That's amazing. And she did. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. So there was that. Um, there could have been a sequel. Oh, I don't think I would have cared for that. Yeah, I don't. I forget why it didn't happen, but whatever. Five thousand dollars is what he was going to get for the story in two thousand fifteen. That would have been forty four thousand dollars, which is a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'll ever watch this movie again. I'm not, at least I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. But it, did you feel like you wasted your time watching it? No, I did not think I wasted my time watching it. Okay. It wasn't like an apartment or a waitress where I was like, or, oh, I'm never getting that time back. Or Manhattan or Hannah and her sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I liked the interview at the end whenever she realized that they knew that she was a princess and that she knew that they weren't going to betray her trust and the pictures that she got. Yes. I did like that too. And I feel like she would like bring those out and look at them. Oh yeah. I think she would really cherish those. I do think that like her becoming that strong person at the end did a lot like her bossing people around and treating everyone like they were under, not like I hate to say underneath her, but they were there to serve her. Oh, it's like they're there to give advice, but she doesn't have to take it. Mm hmm. And so she dismisses them. And I did like that. Mm-hmm. One thing I absolutely hated, they showed every fucking handshake when she came down to meet the press. They showed 13 other handshakes or whatever before they got to Gregory Peck and Irving. I was like, can we please? And then over. one more after. Yes. So we do not need to see this guy right now. What is happening? But she had to make it seem like she didn't know them. She had to say hi to everybody. I know, but time lapse that shit. (laughs) Like, (laughs) seriously. Uh, That's that's funny. Uh, Martini glasses. Go ahead. Why? You always make me go first. I do. Why? Because you're younger. What? 
You have to do what I say. <laughs> uh, well, I have one more final thought. Okay. I like it when she gets to his room and says, is this the elevator? And he goes, no, it's my room. <laughs> and he's indignant. Anyway. Oh, and I have another final thought. For anybody who wants to go to the Coliseum, don't. It's overrated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, just look at it from the outside. That's fine. <laughs> it's not any better on the inside. Just a little tidbit. I give this movie three out of five because it's not a full on romantic comedy and I don't feel happy after I'm done. I'm going to go a 2.25. That's bullshit. You're bullshit. Round up to two and a half or round down to two, man. Nope. 2.25. I'm sticking. What about 2.33333333333333? I don't like. Two and two thirds. I don't like irrational numbers. Two and one thirds. Two and two thirds is. 2.25. I like they don't stay together. It's depressing. The falling in love for 24 hours. Like. It's a fantasy and it'll never happen again for her. She'll never be able to do what she wants ever. The dramatics at the beginning was just a lot. I, again, I thought it was supposed to be comedic. I didn't think it was. James laughed at it. I can't remember. I don't even know if Bernard even started watching the movie. I don't know if he saw the hysterics or not. I'll, we'll have to ask him. Um, so yeah. What, how did the drink hold up for you? Um, you know what? I liked it. I ended up liking it. I don't know that I'll like have it on a Tuesday night or whatever mm-hmm. just to have it, but I would. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Repeating decimals are rational. Fuck. Did you say that they weren't? Yes. I called it an irrational number. Oh. 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 What? Is that like I? Isn't I an irrational number? That's a thing. There's like an I in math. And I remember asking like what it's used for. And like the teacher like couldn't come up with a use for it. And he like Googled it overnight and came back and like had a use for it in the morning. (laughs) Because we were all like, why do we have to learn this? When do you use this? When do you use an irrational number? It's an imaginary number. Thank you. Thank you. Did Bernard just text that? That teacher really must have loved you for bringing that up. I think that guy is top of his shit list. I I mean, I wasn't the one who asked it, but the person who brought it up, I was like, yeah, yeah. Why do, what do you use this for? Absolutely nothing. That's the answer. You don't use it. Unless you're a mathematician. Yes. Who invents this stupid shit. Um, next movie we're going to watch is, I'm not sure. Yeah, because we're doing a back and forth thing right now and I dig it. Yeah, I like it too. The next item on the list is Philadelphia Story. Mm -hmm. Yep. Philadelphia Story. Have you seen it? No. Okay. But this puzzle is like super ambiguous. Okay. We got to get away from the puzzle. (laughs) I think I have four pieces, but it's so hard to tell. So check back in <laughs> next week. See how the see how the puzzle's going for a more modern movie, probably. Oh yes, yeah. I thought you were talking about Philadelphia Story. I was like, isn't that shit from the forties? Yeah. So until then, please watch up and rate, review, subscribe, and drink up. <laughs> Cheers! Cheers! <laughs>